1: I've been called the songbird of my
2: generation. Stop. By people who've heard me, that good.
1: On 1080,
2: the fan. Welcome into Sports Sunday. Happy Sunday morning, everybody! And uh, we got the full game back. I feel like it's been a couple weeks.
3: It it, it has been, hasn't it? It's been like I know because you were.
2: Well, yeah. I I was gone for a couple of weeks. And one then, one planned, one COVID related. Joe's been gone for a couple Joe of went weeks. Jet skiing last week. Yeah, and uh, so I think I think this is our first three man show in a in a hot minute. Feels like it at least. I like it. we'll, yes. have, to, we'll have to check the uh, the records. The tape. yes. Well, don't worry. Apparently, the stream's not working again. So that happened last weekend, and nothing changed.
4: Oh yeah,
3: man. So <laughs> we know, guys. We know. Trying to work on it. Trying to get it fixed, but. Yeah. And you know, what? I was going to say, man, I, you guys see each other during the week, you know, for the most part, I only get a chance to check in with you guys on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So it's always good to, to see the whole crew here.
2: So you said that you had a, I'm getting old moment yesterday I and did. I'm all about, I'm getting old moments. Cause I have those a they lot. Suck,
3: though. They're so bad. <laughs> like, I mean, they're, 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 there's really sobering moments that you have as you're getting older and either your mental, you know, or cerebral response isn't what it used to be or physically you just feel different. Even if you're in great shape, you know, there are some things sometimes like, ah, an elbow hurts a little longer than it's supposed to. You know, even I hit it up against the wall, I'm like, ow. So last night I got an opportunity to go to the Roots concert, which the Roots are amazing. Like if you've never seen them live, those dudes can go. Right, I mean, a live band that without quest, excuse me, without a uh, Black Thought rapping, <laughs> still a dope ass show, right? You know, what I mean? so which which very seldom happens. How many um, musicians are you going to see, and the the actual rapper can stop rapping, and the band will keep playing, and everybody's just as into it the entire time? Not many. Uh, the show was supposed to start at six. Doors open at five. Okay. Show supposed to start at six.
2: No, any opening? Artists? No opener. A, a DJ. Okay, well, it's, so technically an opener.
3: The, I mean, yeah, I get. It. He's there just to play the, music the DJ, till the roots she, come on. She, she, uh, they was they them, but she uh, was the opening uh, kind of act. I suppose is a DJ um, spun for about three hours. Whoa! So we got there at like five forty-five ish. You know, so. Things are still, we're expecting the show's going to start maybe 6.30, something like that. It's fine. Give us a chance to get to the bar and have some drinks and all type of stuff. Things are going well. And mind you, it's like 100 degrees yesterday. Uh, very little shade at Pioneer Square so or Courthouse Square. So the sun is just beaming down on everyone. Like, it's, it's super crazy. Now it's 7 o'clock. Now it's 8 o'clock. Okay. And it's like, bro, we've been standing here. For almost two and a half hours waiting for the show to start, and all of a sudden, first my legs I was like ah okay my legs are getting sore just standing here, you know, and then kind of hips I'm like okay now we're standing here. Show starts finally, get a chance to see it. About hour in, but now I'm like bro like my back lower back is killing me like my legs. Are killing me, so I'm trying to just keep dancing, just keep, kind of keep moving. Just See, to this make is sure.
2: this sounds very similar to the story I told of me leaving my metal show early like three months ago. Oh
3: no, I didn't leave early. Like we no no no, till- just I had the same oh, yeah, moment yeah. of
2: my like, legs are in agony because it was it was like an eight band show. I'd been there for six hours. My legs are in agony. I, I'm exhausted from jumping can, and headbanging. I was going to say, I can imagine
3: there's a lot of moshing and other stuff kind of going yeah, on. At, that, at the end that, of the show, so the energy different. level
2: is very low. Yeah, and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. No, but that's, it's, it sounds similar. That's no, all. yeah. And
3: so it was one of those things. So uh, now, like, the, the show is over. And I'm just like, bro, um, I got to sit down somewhere, anywhere. Just, like, I mean, just for a second. Just to relieve my back, my lower back. Like, I never had... Any type of real pain, you know, like that. So as I'm just walking back to the car, I'm like, oh, this is brutal. Like, the car seemed so far away. It was literally like two blocks. But it seemed like two miles away just walking there. I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is bad. And it was the first time I realized, like, I've been to festivals for hours, days, you know, just kind of hanging out there. And then to fast forward to yesterday, and it's like, bro, I cannot move. This sucks, so luckily, I was able to get up this morning, no problems, no soreness or stiffness or anything like that, but last night, yo was not cool so I, I don't I don't I don't know I mean I love concerts, but they number one, they can't start two hours late, Quest love and black thought.
2: but I feel like, like when they're they're really famous artists like that. They tend to start late, don't they?
3: Okay, well, tell don't, us doors
2: open at seven. Don't those artists just kind you of know? play at their own time? And that's
3: cool. Like, I mean, you want to start? It's not really cool. Guys. Actually, I mean, it's kind of rude. And I mean, it's it super. it super is because everyone just gave you money, you know. And mind you, the place is packed. So if you got sixty bucks from everybody, like you made out pretty well, you know, for the night, the entire band, on top of whatever you got for the actual performance. So, I mean, yes, it sucks. But again, if you know you're not going on to later, tell us doors open at at seven cool you know no problem doors open at 6 30 this way if i'm waiting till 8 eight 15 i'm not as angry as opposed to getting there at 5 45 expecting the show to start at 6 or 6 30 and then waiting so a lot of old people in there last night probably needed some uh some bengay and icy hot
2: this I- morning <laughs> and yeah, they were probably really frustrated uh, oh absolutely
3: absolutely i know i wasn't the only one because i i wanted to like Say something. I want it to be like, man, this sucks. Like, but I didn't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? So, and everybody was having a good time, right? Everybody's drinking and everything. I'm like, man, you know what? I'm chilling. Not a problem. And then another. Where, where hour Where was past, the show? Uh, Pioneer Courthouse Square. So right outside. So it was outside. Know. Yeah, it
2: was. Yeah, I mean, you yelling is not going to do anything.
3: But there are other people they probably that weren't even there were yelling. <laughs> uh, but no, they were. They were because a buddy of mine comes, and I guess he's just leaving um, departure at uh, at the nines. And he was like, "Bro, I just saw Black Thought in the elevator." And I was like, "Did you say anything to him?" It's like, "No, I didn't want to be a groupie or anything." I was like, "That sucks." As celebrities, we you, you were paying like people money, like so. If I see you in the elevator, man, I should be able to say, "Man, what's up, Joe? How are you, man? Big fan." Cool, bro. Like, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Fuck. Don't you, talk to me. Yeah, yeah, right. Don't. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Ew. A fan. Leave me like, alone. Are you serious? You know. So it's always weird when if if uh, celebrities like that. Now, I, one thing. I totally understand celebrities when it comes to groupie ass adults, hundred percent. Somebody that's just fawning over them. Oh my God! Yes, okay, bro, chill, please. You know, but kids are the one thing that, as a celebrity, if a kid comes up to you and says, "Hey, Mike, can I have an autograph?" and you're like, "Oh, I don't do autographs, kid," or "Yeah, go talk to my or or what? Do the Lamella ball? Like, I'll I'll run it. You follow me on Instagram? Oh, I'll I'll run it. You know what I'm saying? Do something like that to a kid? Like, yeah, you're you're an a hole, but. When adults come and do that, I'm like, I can understand. Because that probably happens a lot. And there's a difference between, man, I'm a big fan. Great to see you. And, oh, bro. Like, man, can you sign my this? Would you mind signing this? Can we take a picture? Like, man, fam. I on. got
4: a, I got stiffed by someone the other day, a local celebrity. Ooh. I couldn't believe it. Ouch. At the Oregon Brewers Festival, Caesar the Llama. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was with my buddy. A few beers in. Is he in. a local celebrity? Oh,
4: is he a local somebody? Well, no,
2: is he from Oregon, I mean? Oh, well, I'm sure he's from, like— I know like, that Caesar the Llama makes appearances over here. Do you see there, the amount a couple of— couple of llamas that make appearances. Do you know the here.
4: amount of alpaca farms we have in these back roads? I, I, no, I don't, actually. A lot. There's oh, okay. A lot. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I was, you know, a few, few beers in, and I told my buddy, I'm like, get, get a picture of me and Caesar. And I went up to the guy, his handler, and I was like, hey, you came through our work one time over at a formerly intercom, an Odyssey station now. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And then there was this, like, group of good-looking girls that were, like, fawning over him, like, waving him over. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, I'm going over there. (laughs) And I was just standing
2: there, like – Oh I yes, just, sorry, sorry you schlub. Okay, yeah, well, when yeah. you
3: say it like that, Joe, all of a sudden like, I'm like, okay, I, I kind of get it. Yeah, like, that, you weren't like, wow, stiff at all. I not, think, you're not I think, hot enough, man. I
2: think Caesar the llama made the right choice. Yeah, you saw, you saw, those,
3: saw those ladies over there, and then there's you. The right? picture
4: is like Caesar walking away, and me just like reaching out, like ah, petting him, and just looking <laughs> super depressed. Sad music playing. Yeah, exactly. So I get it. I get it, Rashad. Yeah. I mean, when you when you tell a the story like that, I'm like, eh. I mean, even still.
3: Well, at still departure, a quick, maybe Questlove would run into the however, hot lady brigade. However, even, <laughs> uh, even, if, even if you put your hand out, sh- hand out to shake it, you know, from someone else. and The you know, llamas? They don't, man, hey, fist bump, cool. You know what I'm saying? Something else. Or even just say, hey, man, nice to meet you. Or, hey, thanks a lot. Whatever the case is, and walk away. But, you know, when, when people, and there's not even, like, the acknowledgement. Has a llama shook what, your hand before? A llama? Yeah. I don't think so. No.
2: Well, we were talking about Caesar the Llama.
3: No, I, I, I get that. but in, I get that. But in real life, as we were talking about before, you know, if someone puts their hand out or something like that and you, you don't shake it or a fist bump, I'm like, okay, cool, germs, COVID, get it, no problem. You mm. know, there's there's reasons behind it. Have so.
4: I uh, told you guys my common story? The rapper Common? No. No. You have a common story. Let's hear it. <laughs> he was uh, at LAX. This was uh, three years ago when I was going to Hawaii, and so... My layover was LAX. I'm like, right, I'm going to explore. This place is big enough. I'm going to walk around, check the place out. And sure enough, there he was waiting at a terminal for someone to get home. And I'm like, all right, well, let's let's go say hey to Common. And sure enough, who who messed up the handshake? White oh. guy right over here. Oh. No. Went in for the handshake. He went in for the dap, and I'm like, ah, oh, oh no! And I was uh, like, and no. I was just
2: like, of course, of course, this happened, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you always gotta be ready to do the pivot of the hand up while if you're going in for the dap. I know. Yeah, I trust me. I learned that day. <laughs> learned that day. Wow, nice guy, though. I mean,
3: yeah, he seemed. He like was a good genuinely. Guy. In, uh, I was hoping you were going to say he was. I was. I was seriously hoping you weren't going to say Common was a jerk.
4: No, so. he was genuinely genuinely interested in my trip to Maui. He mm. was. He was like, I've never been. Oh man, I, I, that's gonna be nice, isn't it? Like, yes, Common, it is going to be me- meanwhile, nice. Meanwhile,
2: Common has a tool when talking to fans where he just, like, just intentionally sounds as interested as possible. <laughs> right? he has He's like, lines. oh, he let me just... put on my actor voice here. And as soon as You're they going walk away, I've never been to Maui, bro. As soon as they walk away. Yeah, that, that no, douchebag. Oh what again. an annoying interaction. <laughs> I actually, uh, I met... think I care about this random person's trip to Maui. I've been to Maui fifty times. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, first timer, this guy. <laughs> uh,
3: I met Flavor Flav once in an airport, oh, which was awesome. Like one of the coolest guys I've ever met. So I'm walking through the airport, and he's not wearing like a Viking helmet or a clock or anything like that. He just Aww. got a, you know, he's got a regular like velour tracksuit,
4: and uh, he was on a scooter. <laughs>
3: no, he was just walking. Very depressing you know I'm image of he had, the flavor he had, with flame. he had a he had a, a a lady with him and he had some other, you know, people and this we'll kinda of walk through the casino Oh, excuse me, to the airport and I'm walking out and um I was like, Oh my your flavor flav. It's like, man, I've I grew up listening to Public Enemy, huge fan.
2: Is that how you said it, or did you go
3: flavor flavor? No, that's yeah, embarrassing because that happens to him
2: all the time. You know what I mean? More than likely, it's like, in oh, the middle of
3: DDX. Like, hey man, I'm <laughs> I'm so glad to meet you, man. You're you're. I've listened to uh, Public Enemy since I was a kid, man. You're awesome. Thank you. You know, and that's that was the end of it. He looks at me, he doesn't say anything else, and goes, "I love you, man." gives me a hug. And I'm like, I, I love you too, Flavor Flav. <laughs> like, I, you know, I didn't know what to say. Like, seriously, imagine someone looking at you with just like this, like this stone cold stare <laughs> and just going, I love you, man. Uh, uh, cool, man. I, lo- I love you too. He was down bad at that point. Thank you. And I-, gave I, me- think,
2: I think he was so happy that you didn't Scream flavor flave in yeah could've, It could have
3: it could have potentially you know been <laughs> he that. Starts breaking down. And, um, I love yeah. you, man. Or there are people. Thank yeah, you. yeah right. Seriously, he was like man reached out and and then I, you know kind of you know gave the little you know bruh hug with the handshake and I was like man, thank you flavor flave. Like yeah, that, He must have been having a bad that. day. He must have. I don't know, you know what that, it was. That interaction. I'm glad just... I could brighten it though because you know that was that's a moment that, like I said I'll always remember that and it was the the comment he said the, that's all he said and, and it was and then like. his thing and walked away i was like
2: cool man that's awesome have you guys seen the viral video going around this week of tracy morgan in an airport screaming with or without you at the top of his lungs no well you know tracy morgan's an insane person right he is now uh well he has been for a long time but um and he plays one on tv in 30 rock tracy jordan is as insane as tracy morgan is um yeah i guess i guess there's just a video of him i think it was at lax and You Two's With or Without You's playing on the loudspeaker as a song, and he's just singing along to it as loud as he can. <laughs> See? When you're a celebrity, you can do that. You can do that stuff. And I'm going to go would high on. as a kite. If you, if you saw that, knowing Tracy Morgan, would you love that, or would you be at the airport like, oh, my God, 100% I know that love you're that. Tracy Morgan, but please shut up. 100% love that.
4: And I'm just going to go on a limb and uh, guess that Tracy Morgan isn't exactly the best singer in the world. Yeah, no. I mean,
2: it's fine. It's average, average well, it singing. About right? As good as Bono, mm, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, not as again. good as Bono in that song. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, without, without you. yeah.
4: yeah. not um, a fan of Bono. I think voice. I'd put up for put up with that for about thirty seconds at
2: LAX, and then yeah, I feel like I would think it's cool, and then I'd be really annoyed after a while. <laughs> I'm on a five hour like layover. Shut up. It's like the crying baby. It's like, <laughs> I know, I get it. You're 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 out of it's out of your you control. It. You're trying it's, your best, and Trace, then it, it's Tracy Morgan, it's one of the one of the, and you, then the baby. You, what keeps you do crying. is you break out your phone, you share it, and you get a thousand likes. That's what you do. I think this person got way more than a thousand likes. There you likes. go. There there you I'm go. saying if everyone got, every everybody's gonna ever. get at
3: least a thousand. So if you're a ten like person, get ready for that check mark.
2: All right, well, let's take a break. Coming up on the show today. It was Pac-12 Media Day this week, and that led to some sniping by Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyavkov towards the Big 12, who was trying to poach more of the Pac-12 teams as they've already lost USC and UCLA. So we have a couple of audio clips from George from Pac-12 Media Day. We'll talk about that as well as their predictions, the media predictions for the upcoming season. Oregon, USC not predicted to finish first in the Pac-12 by the media, so we'll get to that. And then uh, we'll kind of go from there, see what else is going on. There's the baseball trade deadline coming up next week. How much of your team would you trade for Juan Soto and maybe Shohei Otani? Rashad seemed very intrigued by that, considering how good Otani is. So we'll get to that on the show today as well. Text us 503 250 1080. And you can find us on social media. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick's at P. Did Or not Patrick, sorry. Rashad's at... Uh, Patrick! Taylor we've been, we've 503. been away for so long. He doesn't even know who he's Jeez. hosting with anymore. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Rashad's at TaylorMade503. Joe's at JoeFish3. F-I-S-C-H. I, I host so many things, I forget what I'm doing sometimes. They're not even the same height, bro. <laughs> that is true. You are way taller. <laughs> you are way taller. Does that make you feel better?
3: No doesn't feelings hurt
2: you're sexier too okay well now we're good continue thanks (laughs) we'll we'll be back packed old media day was this week this is sports sunday on the fan
1: This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080, The Fan.
2: 921 here on your Sunday morning. Mike Rashad and Joe with you until 11 o'clock. Pac-12 Media Day was Friday. Feels like the Media Day has snuck up on me this year for sure. And I I also feel like it happened later than normal, but Pac-12 Media Day has happened. We had the SEC Media Day. We've had the... Big 12 media day. I think we've had the ACC meet. We've had almost all of them at this point, which means college football is coming back really, really soon. Actually, I think, are we not a weekend away from the Hall of Fame game in the NFL preseason? Dang, is that, is that not the first weekend of August every year? Ooh, I- I'll be honest. I almost never watched the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, August 4th. That's Thursday. Yeah. That's not even a week away. We're less than a week away. Yeah, I almost never watch no, the Hall of Fame game. Nor do I. Yeah. However, what it is is it is the beginning of the football it is. season restarting, and you start to kind of start got to think about it a little bit, right? And that's kind of what Pac-12 Media Day does for me for college football is Media Day is here and has happened, and now that means we're a month away from college football season, which is pretty crazy. The summer has gone by really slowly but really quickly to me. No, yeah. Uh, to me. No, we're
3: already we're, we're already in August like what, tomorrow, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. It, so it's it's been a really really quick summer. It's been a really fast year. Like 2022 is damn near over. Like we're we're 9 months or excuse me, 8 months in here in, in a bit. So, yeah, things are just speeding up. It feels like we just finished up with the Super Bowl and just finished crowning, you know, the uh the Rams and who, who won college? Bama again? Bama yes. Won. Yes. You know, we just Georgia, finished crowding. Georgia. One. Georgia.
2: Did they? Bama. One.
3: <laughs> Doesn't matter. Flip a coin. One of the SEC teams won. Big. Big shock to to everyone. But it feels like all that stuff just kind of yeah, it ended. Was, it was
2: Georgia. Yeah.
3: So it feels like that just you know kind of ended, and so here we are getting ready to start up again and talk about who's doing what and Pac-12 Media Day just yeah snuck up on everybody I guess.
2: Well. Commissioner George Klyapkov has probably the worst luck of any conference commissioner as we've got a guy coming in, replacing a guy who was hated and is now taking over a conference and, and does, says a lot of things to make a lot of the conference fans excited. Initially seems like, uh, seems like he's going to come at it from a different angle. Seems like we're going to get a lot more forward thinking, and maybe some good changes are coming for the conference and then with right after his first year two of the big dogs in the conference leave and now he's left reeling and actually not even after his first year it's like right at the beginning of his first year um and they leave USC and UCLA are off to the big 10 and everything is in flux and now the big 12 is trying to poach teams from the conference and there's these loose Alliance talks of conferences banding together to avoid their teams leaving, to go to the big 10 or the sec. And the whole conference realignment thing is pretty crazy right now. And George Klaavkov at PAC 12 media day in his opening statement, when he was answering questions, just decided to take shots. So here's uh, here's the first clip.
5: What gives you confidence that the 10 remaining schools are going to stay in this conference?
6: Yeah, we we've had, two board meetings a week for the last four weeks and uh looking my colleagues in the eye and understanding their commitment and that their first priority is making sure that the pac-12 survives and thrives and grows and is successful they're committed to the conference and i think the best thing to do is to ask them about it and with respect to the big 12 being open for business uh, i appreciate that we haven't decided if we're going shopping there yet or not
2: (laughs) Bang bang! just takes the swing right back at the big 12 who their new commissioner uh, Brett Your Mark has been making some comments that are anti-Pac twelve at his Pac or ahead of, at his Big Twelve Media Day. And then Klavkoff said this a little bit later when asked about the shopping comments. Do you think the days of trying to be collegial when it comes to expansion are over?
6: I, I hope they're not over, but they're certainly harmed. And um that, that that remark was a reflection of the fact that I've been spending four weeks trying to defend against grenades that have been lobbed in from every corner of the Big 12, trying to destabilize our remaining conference. And I understand why they're doing it. When you look at the relative media value between the two conferences, I get it. I get why they're scared. I get why they're trying to destabilize us. But I was just tired of that.
2: So really not holding any punches. No, not at all. Coming out and saying what he feels, which I think is really, really cool. To see, and I'm I'm not sure if it's gonna matter. I feel like at this point, Kleavkov is taking the almost like the bully stance, or the maybe the, yeah. the person who's been bullied, then re-bullying the bully stance, where he's like, look, we are a wounded animal, we are desperate, and this conference over here, these chumps who just lost their two big schools a couple or a year ago in Oklahoma and Texas, and then brought in some group of five schools to fix it. They're out here throwing rocks in a glass house because the same thing happened to them. And they had to, and they were lucky enough, maybe more fortunate than the PAC 12 that they had schools like BYU, Cincinnati, central Florida and Houston that were interested in joining the PAC 12. Cause those are some of the top schools left. Whereas the PAC 12 currently doesn't have a lot of options. If you wanted to add, which uh, they'd say they are looking at expansion possibilities to add a school that would really move the needle. I and mean, right now, what you're the top choice I've heard is San Diego State. Does that really move the needle? No, it doesn't. The, the top choice for me, football wise, would be Boise State. But their, their academics have always been an issue in terms of would the Pac-12 even let them in because their level of academics is lower than what the, the Pac-12 expects of its programs. There's not a lot of options out there. So his desperation and the conference's desperation is at such a high level that he's just a cornered animal, just swinging back out at the Big Twelve that's been trying to pin it in the corner. It's almost like the Big Twelve went, "Oh, we don't have to get bullied anymore if we can just bully the Pac-12 into the corner, and then everyone will start bullying them instead." And that's just—it's like a—it's like a, a high school reunion of drama in college football right now. Yeah, I mean,
3: in a way, you feel bad for Leakey because. You've seen the way the Big Twelve is just dismantled, you know. When you lost Texas and Oklahoma to the cool kid, the cool guy, right? To the to the to the varsity quarterback, uh, captain of the basketball team, number one in track and field every year. That's who they lost their girls to was the cool guy in the SEC. So yeah, you're talking about somebody that's come out now. They're in player mode. Forget that. Whatever I need to do to be happy, that's what I'm going to do. And that's what Klee Aikov has done. And now the Pac-12 is in that position to where they're looking at their two, you know, sweethearts run off with somebody else. And now they're, I'm sure, it's going to be a, a, a trickle-down effect. So when they do take Boise State eventually, because honestly, I, I, I'm with you, I don't think San Diego State is a team that moves. So wait a minute. you San Diego is amazing. My favorite American city in America. There you
2: go. I love it. Yeah, I love San Diego, San Diego
3: is 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 an amazing amazing place, but San Diego State is a, a, a middle of the road team. You know, they they're they're years when they're when they're incredibly competitive, and then there are years where they're just really really good. Either way, uh, I don't think that moves the needle, especially when you when you lose one of the most storied programs in all of not even college football but sports in USC. And then you take away UCLA. Like, I mean, that's, that's L.A. That's the media market. That's what, that's what really the Big 12 gains from getting UCLA and USC. They gain much more media coverage all of a sudden. So, I mean, it's going to be a trickle-down effect. So, everybody is going to get – every team is going to get snatched by one of these um, bigger conferences and it's going to left whichever conference they left kind of in limbo. I think it's just, I think it's going to keep happening because realignment is real. Now we we see that teams are, excuse me. We see that programs are, are leaving. We see that there's big money on the table from some of these other conferences to do so. Then. Yeah. Like I, I I don't think this is going to be the end of, of these conversations.
2: Let's put our realistic college football hats on for a second. And then we'll also put on our best case scenario, personal preference, college football hats on next segment. And. What do you think will happen realistically with the Pac-12 schools that are left and, and the Pac-12's trying to stay alive? They understand what's at stake. They understand that the Big Ten is interested in four of their schools. What's the most realistic outcome? And then what do you want to see most as a college football viewer moving forward? We'll get to that next. First, Joe has a Sports Center update.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
1: Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 the Fan.
2: Well we brought the haberdashery into the studio. We're gonna put some hats on. Like that joke? You like that? You like that stretch of I, a joke right yeah, there? Yeah, I get it. I get. It. Oh, we got it. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had to make sure I asked if you got that it was a joke because I I really thought hard about it for three seconds. There's a haberdashery downtown? Yeah. Right on the corner of uh, Broadway and Salmon. I don't know, one of those cross streets. (laughs) Over by the Schnitz, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I've I've walked past it many times, and I've never gone in. I think there's actually another one over on Twenty Third somewhere as well. I want a reason to go
4: in. Like, I've got to go to the haberdashery today. (laughs) (laughs) I've never woke up and just said, you know what?
3: (laughs) 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 Got to get to the haberdashery. What I know. That's where I got to go today. What never
2: happened? I got to get my hats ready. Yeah, I got. I got to get some hats, man. Like ball caps. No, no. Like, hat hats. What are you going to wear them for? Well, you know, things. I would like to get one, though. Just, a, just a custom, you know. I feel like you could pull off, I, I don't know the names of the fancy hats, but I feel like you could pull off. A fedora? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. Oh, yeah, I can't. What's the I, name of not, the... not a fedora, <laughs> but yeah, the, what, yeah. What's the name of the smaller hat that has a smaller brim around the oh, whole no, thing? That's a Yarmacula? F- yeah. That's not a Yarmacula, <laughs> you ass. <laughs> That's a very small hat um, that has like the little design band around it. I feel like you could probably pull something like that. Yeah. No, Is that I, the
3: fedora? sounds like a fedora.
2: I don't a know what the names band. of hats are. Yeah. I don't like those ones. <laughs> I'm, fedora. I'm visualizing Rashad I'm in fedora. I'm looking at a fedora, yes. Yeah. I think Rashad could pull off a fedora. I could not pull. No man <laughs> can pull off a fedora. I uh, It's uh, I, I disagree.
3: I think you can. I, I uh, no. <laughs> Hard pass. But, you know, some other, you know, some other cool brims. Yes, absolutely. I've worn one to actually when I went to. Uh,
2: <laughs> you know what? I think you're right. I don't think anyone's ever pulled off a fedora. <laughs> yeah, you know, you I just I looked can't... up the pictures of the models wearing the fedora, and even they are not pulling off the <laughs> Most fedora. Most
3: likely at the fan to wear a
2: fedora. Patrick Harris. Patrick yes. Harris. He probably owns a fedora. 100%. I was going to say. 100% a fedora. 100%. Uh, uh, a fedora. <laughs> Maybe owns multiple. Yeah. Anyway, so let's put on some college football hats, shall we? Can it be a college football fedora? whatever you want it to be (laughs) that's what i want yeah the two f's in there that works Uh, it's it's a perfect little alliterative hat name your realistic college football fedora is now on your head and boy do you feel like a nerd Mm. but what do you realistically think is going to happen with this conference and if you want to extend it to the rest of college football for for the years moving forward what do you think is going to happen realistically Um, not what you want what you think
3: uh Man, what I think is going to happen is it's going to be San Diego State. Um, I'm not sure. I'm sure they're looking at another team, or is it just San Diego State for now? I haven't really kept that's just been about the one most changing. You know, so that's, much. That's, yeah.
2: that's the one that's most brought up because I feel like they are the most enticing for their market. And they could potentially, and the fact be, that both of their football and basketball programs are at the very least decent. Yeah, decent. And you know, and they could potentially be better with being, uh, being
3: a part of the Pac-12 conference because, I mean, again, you take a recruit trip to San Diego, ugh, that's going to change a lot of things for, for a lot of kids from Oregon and Washington and stuff like that. Like, you thought L.A. was nice. <laughs> you take those kids to the marina at San Diego, San Diego in San Diego and let them see what, what life is like there. So that could potentially be a huge feather in the cap uh, for them, for San Diego State. But uh, as far as the Pac-12, it just waters down what was already a really watered-down um, conference. I mean, if, you're, if we're being honest, they, they beat up on each other, and then when they get an opportunity to play um, other teams outside of the conference, be it bowl games or um, college football, potential college football um, playoff entry game, like, they, they wet the bed. That's just kind of what the Pac-12 has been for – Ever, like I I mean, with exception of with exception of like USC and exception of Washington when they were just you know juggernauts and things, and even when Oregon was running through the Pac-10 or Pac-12, there's still no national championships to to be shown, uh, except with exception of those few schools. So yeah, I think there's I think there's something to be said for uh, the 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 level of competition that is already kind of subpar and and in comparison to the big 10 comparison to the sec and you were no, already, about it yeah. yeah you were already kind of third i mean the big oklahoma and texas made the big 12 good and now they're gone so really you're probably you're right in there at third and now that you lost usc who is on the uptick we assume yeah but they've been on the uptick for like 10 years and still haven't been able to kind of get it
2: right. yeah but they got lincoln riley there so they'll be fine yeah, yeah the, it's not good though because currently you are the leader of the losers yeah you right. may be the best of the ACC Big 12 and you, but you're all going to be left far behind. That's yeah. the problem. By the way, the text is in I was thinking of the pork pie hat, which I didn't realize was the name of it. It's a smaller hat than the fedora, but does have the full circle brim and a little like feather in it. For for like also there's a hat called the Panama, which I think you could pull off. Oh um, I'm looking up pictures of hats. Um, I've I've gone down a hat rabbit hole myself. Yes. Have you really? <laughs> Did you know that there's one called the gambler? That sounds like that sounds like me. There's I've, one called the boater, which is like. Uh, What's the dude's name who does the hot dog eating contest every year? The host, Joey, Joey Chestnut. No, no, he's the winner. The host, the, the the guy who's the MC of it every year. I don't know. Is it MC?
4: Yeah, we had him I feel on I like, time once. I feel um, like Mike knows more about
2: the hot dog eating I feel
3: contest like he, than both. He wakes of us. up early in the morning to watch the hot dog yeah, eating Fourth contest of July.
2: <laughs> I always <laughs> miss it. And look up the boater hat, B O A T E R, and that's the hat that that dude wears. And I can only picture that hat being worn at the. Nathan's hot dog eating contest oh yeah or Kentucky Derby or
3: or Kentucky Derby or you're going to gamble somewhere you're about to go to the track you
2: have to wear the gambler if you're (laughs) gonna go gamble right yeah
4: I I I like it still not wearing it I think I came across quite possibly the most hipster hat um if you want to call it that I've ever seen a
2: trilby because um, that's another
4: one. No, so know. you know, like what a you know a snapback look. Mm-hmm. You know the ones that have the strap with like the metal buckle yes. on front, and you wear it backwards. It's like that. The but, the the Joe Fish. Yes, but there's no brim, so it's literally just a. It's just the hat with the it, snapback with no brim. Yes, it, it's so it's like a skull cap. What's it called? um Brimless uh, skull cap or like I'm on I'm on uh, Amazon right now. <laughs> Brimless skull cap, sailor cap, retro beanie. Like, again, it just looks like a snapback,
2: but there's no brim. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Mm, no. I, va- I, did I you know that like, there's an official name for the hat that you wear that has the two brims when you're hunting. It's called the deer stalker. Mm. <laughs> Who's wearing that? Who bought that? Why are they in business? They're
4: I will send you what I'm looking at. Oh, this this might, one's
2: called the fascinator.
4: This hat, <laughs> I, I'm saying 85% of the sales are probably in Portland. When you see what I'm talking about. Okay. It's it's bad. Or
2: Adjustable good. Adjustable fitted. Keep okay. Portland just, weird, man. Keep Portland weird. Uh, realistically, if I'm going to put my realistic bowler on, then for right now, I, I think realistically, Oregon and Washington are gone. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I think realistically they will be leaving the conference for the Big Ten. The Big Ten is going to talk to the Pac-12. I do believe that the Big Ten and and Kevin Warren, who's the commissioner of, the, of that conference, came out and said, we, ha- we see value in certain schools, and he listed some, and they included Oregon and Washington as well as Stanford and Cal, by the way, see- and hold on. So I think eventually – those schools are going to go to the big 10. So realistically, that is what I think is going to happen. Uh, in the meantime, I 100% agree with you that the Pac-12 is going to desperation move, try to add two schools or more from the group of five to bolster the league in any way that they can. And that would be San Diego State or Boise State. Maybe, I, I don't know how it works. I think BYU would make some sense, but they've already committed to play in the big 12. But that is a, a big brand, national brand, that could certainly bring... Oh, oh, mostly okay football to your conference, right? They're not great all, all the time, but they're okay. I think that's the realistic move, is they desperation play for a couple of those schools. They get back to 12 or 14, and then in a year, the other four leave for the Big Ten, and you're left with the pack eight of what's left, which is going to be Oregon State, Washington State, and then whoever the hell you added in, and the Arizona schools. <laughs> We're up against it. Yes. And I know things are
4: at a fever pitch right now between the two conferences, but I can possibly maybe sell you on the big 12 for Oregon next.
2: Okay. I it's possible. I, you, you can try. I can try. I don't want anybody to go to the big 12. I think that's also a, a failing dying conference, but sell away. We'll do that next. Plus what we want to happen. This is sports Sunday on the Fan. After the end of a good fight.
1: Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
2: Hey there, it coming up at 10.30 next hour. We are wrapping up our number one here with some college football chatter. Joe Fish says he'd like to try to sell Oregon to the Big 12. Now, this is not something I think would be a good decision for the Ducks. I don't think many Oregon fans think this would be a good decision for the Ducks. So, Joe... What do you got going on over there? What's, uh, what's moving around that little noodle of yours? Um, I'm thinking about... Or should I say big noodle? noodles? The recruiting grounds. Lynch. Uh,
4: as one aspect, Oregon has gone um, heavy after Arizona this year. Right. The state of Arizona, recruiting-wise. And they've always had a pretty good presence in Texas. But if you join the conference with those Texas teams... You increase that even more. You uh, have that presence playing out there at Baylor, at Texas Tech, TCU. I mean, let's be real. It's not like TCU and those teams have had bottom-feeding years. I mean, Baylor just had an amazing year where they were a top-ten team towards the end. Oklahoma State, they were in it towards the end, right? Yep. So we act like this – I mean, BYU, they had a great year too, and they're going to be in it in the future. I also – and, you know, I understand where people are a lot, probably be like, okay, I we don't care because it's college basketball. But think of college basketball. How sick would it be to have Oregon playing Kansas on a regular basis? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be a good matchup. Arizona playing Kansas on a regular basis? I think the – I mean, if you also just look at uh, the recent performance, Baylor in Oregon –
2: in basketball yeah yeah i mean you got
4: texas tech they've been great the last few years too i mean like the big 12 again football this is what this is all about right this is the basketball stuff is second fiddle to why all these conferences are realigned
2: nobody is considering the basketball in this and uh, as a college basketball fan i've been keeping an eye on that the entire time however they don't care this is all football exactly
4: and that's that's just part like There's part of me that's the fan that's, you know, naive a little bit where I'm just like, man, actually, if you think about that, and also in October, November, December, if we want to stick to football, who the hell wants to go to Michigan and Minnesota or sorry, Mike, do you really want to fly all the way out to New Jersey and play play Rutgers? Rutgers? No. (laughs) Fly across the country? God, no. And so to me, send our guys down to Texas Tech in the middle of November where it's 8590 you know, you're playing in these nice games. And again, it, I think we're underestimating the Texas football angle of having a
2: presence down there more so than you do now. I could see that being a realistic way that could go. I think with the way that recruiting is now with the NIL, that I don't know if where you play matters matter as anymore. much because you can just go in and be like, here's money come play for us. And you've already seen with Cristobal and Dan Lanning is doing the same approach, very broad countrywide recruiting strategies. They're not hyper-focused on LA. They're not hyper-focused on California. They're looking at Texas and Florida and, and random places with good talent and, and poaching those kids. So I don't know if you really need just as an Oregon fan, if you're a ducks fan, you really need that presence in Texas because you have one of the most recognizable brands in college football at this point. I think that's the beneficial thing of being Nike you is everyone knows who you are. But again,
4: you've done that in the Pac-12. So if you yes. expand yourself to another portion of the country, like the South, the Oklahoma, I mean, it's good. that's where you start getting closer to the SEC a little bit. Obviously geographic and you start getting more of those rabid fan bases that you see like, oh, oh, okay, this is why they fill out their stadium every Saturday yeah, it, and UCLA can't. It's,
3: but it's going to take them, you know, Oregon moving to the Big 12, or, you know, you said Big 12, right? Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Take them moving there for, for 10, 12 years before they get a rabid fan base that, like, really outside of Eugene, Oregon, that really supports, you know, the Ducks like they Right now, as visually I don't think any every school is trying to mimic what Oregon is doing as far as how the game looks on the field. It started with the spread offense; that's kind of came and went. Now it's the jerseys and the facilities and everything, and everybody's following what the the blueprint that I kind of Oregon put out there. And with USC gone, all of a sudden the eyes of Pac-12 go squarely on Oregon. You are the team now. You are the team that you are the the quote unquote blue blood. With no disrespect to, to UW, but as far as what Oregon's been able to do, like yes, that would be the premier team in the pack, t- in the pack 10 or 12 or whatever, whatever they it call now. themselves. Yeah. Is it 10? I guess we're calling it 10. Well, again? I think
2: they're calling it. Well, technically USC and UCLA haven't left yet, so it's That's, still the pack 12.
3: Yeah. So, well, yeah, we should probably get used to calling it the pack
2: 10 again, or you just could, call it the pack. We'll the, just, we'll just do that. So in terms of what you want, and it kind of sounds like that is what Joe wants. Is that a little bit of the, I want this the most hat because I, it, you seem intrigued by that, that angle a lot. I uh, I want what if, uh, is
4: whatever's best for the teams. But, uh, thank I mean, you, thank you, Rob. Mullins. Honestly, if we went to Big Twelve, I just we as in the Ducks. I mean, I just wouldn't feel as bad about that. I I don't think that would be as much of like a death sentence as some people would do it. The Big Ten would be the better route. That's way better exposure. And, mm-hmm. I mean, they're if gonna, you're gonna
2: make the move to an, a non-regional conference, don't pick the Big Twelve. Oh. Pick the Big 10s. I
4: just feel like if, if that is if that is the fallback option, going to the Big 12, I don't think it's so, a terrible so one. So let's talk about
3: the big elephant in the room, right? Um, <laughs> Oregon, <laughs> Oregon, in some cases, doesn't do well against other conferences. And so now you're going to put Oregon in a whole other conference where they have to play competitive teams on a consistent basis. How far do you really expect the Ducks to get playing in the Big 12 against teams that in some ways are superior. Big 12 or Big 10? Big, tw- uh, big 10, excuse me. The Big 10 or Big 12. Like the Oregon's record against the Big 12 over the last little bit is like 6-6. Six and six. He- So
2: they're just middle of the road against the Big 12. So, so there's, there's a, a big problem here, and the only solution is financial stuff, money. And that's the thing. If you go to the Big 10, what you're saying is probably true. You're going to a super conference. You're no longer going to be regularly going 10 and two, or, or you probably won't be. But on the flip side, those schools are also going to be facing tougher competition. So they also may not be going 10 and two again. But regardless, if you put yourself in that conference, you're going to be making the big bucks that the big 10 and the SEC are going to be making, as opposed to the paltry dollars that will be left for the conferences left behind. So th- these numbers have all been talked about None of them are necessarily proven to be the real numbers, but this is just based on some things I've seen on the internet. Once the moves for USC, UCLA, Texas, and Oklahoma happen, and the new TV deals get started up for those conferences, there is a thought that each school in those two conferences would be making over $100 million a year just from the TV rights deal. And the other conferences a would be getting lower and lower each year starting at about 40 and dropping down so if you are Oregon yes it's obviously I think very enticing to be the face of a conference and you are now the top tier team and it's not a, a competition with you and USC anymore and it's not a it, there's no argument it's you but you make 80 million less than the teams in the Big Ten and the SEC That'll be cool for a year or two until your conference completely falls off the map because no, no one's making money and no one's going to want to play there. So and it, it's annoying that it's all being run by money. Yeah, but it's because a, it's being run by money, the best decision is to follow that even if that hurts the football yeah. product on the field. Competition no longer matters.
3: Because if, if, it, if it did matter, <laughs> you'd probably say, I'm going to stay here and we're going to try to win a national championship and we're going to try to at least make it to the playoff you know, by going undefeated, by going 11-1 and one, or whatever the case is. That's what we're going to try to do, you know, as a, for a competitive edge, much like schools scheduling, uh, terrible schools. I'm looking at you, Alabama, on your schedule just to make sure you can keep it light outside of your, your conference games. It's called a competitive advantage. And right now, Oregon seems like they have a – Oregon and Washington have a competitive advantage over the rest of the pack, the pack. Right now, because they're the strongest teams that remain or that will remain around for this for, for at least the next little bit. So, we're saying that it's about money. We've always known it's about money because if they were serious about winning championships or trying to at least being close to it, then you would probably stay in the conference. That's you know, remember when Miami was running through the uh, before it was AC, was it was a big. Uh, Big Ten? Uh, no, not Big Ten. They were in the me. Big East. No, Big. Yeah, thank you. The Big East when they were just man absolute. No, who were they with before they went to the ACC? Was it Big, the, Big East? the Big East? Yes, just running through the Big East for years. Still played good teams, but just for years, just running through man bulldozing those teams. That's what Oregon could do at this point with USC
2: gone, potentially. Just saying. What do you want most? So that we're. We're talking about this, but we haven't really come out and said what we want most. For me, the answer is easy. And I'm I'm a different kind of college football fan than a lot of people in this region because I didn't grow up here. So I have a different view right. in, in how I enjoy the sport. Give me the super conferences. That's what I want. I want the best of the best playing each other in almost a premier league style thing where they went, you know what? We're all the best teams. We're going to make another top league, put them into two different conferences, put all the best teams in there. And I've talked about this for years and I'm not going to, you know, dive into the details of it. It's just, I think promotion relegation would be fantastic. I was just going to say, this
3: is the only time I think relegation would be, could be a good thing to where if you have some super conferences, teams can fall fall out. Like Indiana is
2: going to be the beneficiary of being in the big 10 and they're going to be in the Super Conference to begin with. Does Indiana survive? Probably not. Indiana probably gets really. Let's uh, move them to the Sun Belt. Yeah, let's <laughs> move them back to the Big Twelve, and then we'll we'll take Oklahoma State. Okay, thank you. That's not going to happen. I don't think. I don't think we're ever going to see that in American yeah. sports. Sadly. I know, but that, if you are asking me what I want most, I want Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal to go to the Big Ten. I want Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah to go to the Big Twelve. I want the pack to disintegrate because it's already being po- poached apart anyway. This is nothing against the Pac-12 conference just we're already seeing it happen. So that's the easiest to pick apart. Then the ACC is going to start to get picked apart and you're going to get two super conferences and then everybody else together See, in the third. I don't
3: love college football that much to break up what, you know, what's been for me. I actually think that
2: would be really fun on a weekly basis to get conference matchups where every week you're playing potentially every week you're playing really good teams like you could be playing Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Clemson back to back to back to back to back weeks if Clemson were to leave the ACC I'm Sounds saying. That's terrible for Oregon. But <laughs> in terms of just the product as a neutral observer, that's amazing quality content games every week. So as And that's the, what I want. As the local guy, what I guess what what I want is to like it we
3: already lost the name the Civil War, which is always Oregon State's most competitive game of the year. Probably Yet they the never only replaced one they it, win. and
2: I think everyone still just calls it the Civil it War. It still is. I mean, yeah. sorry, but that's just kind of what it is. And
3: so, um, I, I, I would miss the Oregon Washington games. I would miss even uh, um, what's the I'm, I'm blanking right now. The Washington State Apple Washington. Cup. Thank you. I was yeah, So I would miss those games. Like uh, there's there's something to be said about that the, the rivalry weeks those things would kind of go out the window. And those are big, big money makers for each of those schools. So not to say that they won't do it anymore, but it just kind of of makes things a little murky at that point. So I don't know. I'd like things to kind of stay the same, but clearly that's not going to happen.
2: All right, let's take a break. Coming up next, I want to wrap up this Pac-12 thought. We'll have a bit of a shorter segment because we went long. The media does not predict USC or Oregon to win the conference this year. They picked a team that won last year, so that's not really going out on a limb. But will Utah actually win the Pac-12 again, or will we see a return to the Trojans or the Ducks at the top of the conference? We'll chat about that next and then get into a little baseball before Hater to Love It. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.